It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, well, sometimes things don't go as planned. Meant to have the normal Thursday mailbag out uh, what are we in the morning. Life sometimes throws some curveballs at you and uh, did not happen. But it will happen. It's just not happening right now because guess what? We're doing Friday show on Thursday. That's right. I've got Mike Martin here on the Lockdown Wolverines podcast. By the way, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I got Mike Martin with me, and I'm Isaiah Hole, your man on the ground. Uh, Mike, happy Thursday night. (laughs) Excited to have you. We got you got a game to kind of cover tomorrow for Big Ten Network. Uh, We've obviously got a big, an even bigger game the next night. How how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, you know, this is this is nice little change up doing it on Thursday, switching it up. This is fun. I like it. And usually when, like when I talk to you, uh, late Thursday, early Friday, maybe Friday morning, whatever, you're just like getting into Chicago. And I think you, you messaged me at like 4am, I think last week being like, yo, I'm in Chicago. Let's get it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm flexible, man. You know, I'm, I'm a, you gotta adapt or die. So Hey, you gotta just make it work. Right. Indeed. And that's exactly what we're doing. But that's something Michigan's got to do. Michigan's got to make it work, Mike. We were texting each other last week during the game. And at first, like, we didn't text each other when things were going good. And I'm not going to lie, I was bored for a little while. I Like, Michigan yeah. made 28 nothing look so easy and so boring and so whatever. And before we knew it, Michigan's got a three-point lead at the beginning of the fourth. Like... That was a crazy, crazy game. Obviously, they persevered both sides of the ball. But let me ask you this. How concerned are you that this was an actual issue that is possibly there? Or do you think it was just kind of an aberration? Do you think that they were – now, they say they weren't bored or lacked focus. But, I mean, I was. So, I don't know. What do you think? So, here (laughs) – Here's the thing that kind of happens in, in games like this. When you're – as a player, it's it's kind of uh, tough to – when you get up 28, it's something that happens without you even realizing because when the game is close, you play with an edge and you, you're ultra, ultra aware, ultra focused. You're just – you're really just giving it your all. And when you're up that much, it's not something that, that you try to do, but you maybe you're not as focused. You kind of – you don't execute as well. Um, you're out of position because, you know, it's kind of just a little bit more lax. And it's just – it's a hint. It's just a hint. And that's all it takes for a team to start to gain some momentum and make some plays. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple you know, a couple turnovers and they're in field position and they're able to, you know, score a couple touchdowns and then, then they're right on you. So – but the thing that I was happy to see was, okay, that happened, but they responded really well. And – the offense did. I was, you know, Shea showed us, you know, his ability to in, in a windy, windy game. You know, the, I know he was, it was really windy there in Champaign that day, and and they were able to uh, to make some plays when they needed to. The defense responded, and they really played great complementary football. So it was good to see because that's that it's going to be a three point game, hopefully the entire game on Saturday, but we'll end up with three more points than 
Penn State. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> and I like that you mentioned that about Shea. Some people – it's funny because some people were – I was getting screenshots from different sites. My, my best friend likes to go on the message boards and during the games and find all the crazy things that people say and whatever. And so he, he's sending me all these things that they're saying – and like people were complaining about Shea, like before he'd even thrown a pass yet, like they hadn't even tried to throw a pass yet. And people were complaining about Shea. So it's kind of funny how that works, but uh, yeah, 11 for 22, 194, but he had three touchdowns through the air, one run rushing touchdown. I know the numbers aren't flashy, but the way that I saw it, he, he put the team on his back late. He and like you said, it was windy. I was there on the field. It was very windy. It was very uncomfortable. I was freezing my tail off uh, for the majority of the game. I was not dressed appropriately for said game because I I just looked at the weather report the day before, saw 57 degrees. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. Let's go. And yeah, it didn't work out very good. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just it, you know, I, I think that. Shea, again, like Shea Patterson does some things that I just don't think people recognize, like, how, you know, how good he can be. I think maybe he's a little bit handcuffed from time to time. And, uh, you know, but I still think that he's he's got the capability. He does a really good job. And I think, you know, when it it maybe it's maybe it's not as consistent this year as it was last year. But I really liked what I saw from him. Ultimately, yeah. Uh, yeah, missed some throws. They didn't ask him to do a lot. They didn't need him to do a lot, I think, is the bigger point. He was 7 for 12 in the first half. They needed him to come through in the second half, and ultimately when it counted is when he came through. What else can he ask for? Yeah, and at the end of the day, I mean, look, I, I wanted to see, and when we talked last week, I said I wanted to see the offense, find the end zone, score points. I wanted to see our run game start to get going and I wanted to see the defense continue to play that they have done. Now that's three boxes checked off and we're, you know, we're five and one at the end of the day, 42 points on the scoreboard. Doesn't happen like you want it to all the time. That's football, but we got the W and it was a really good game in my mind because of the way they responded. And also there were times where Illinois, they were, they were doing some things to stymie the, the, the run game and slanting. They were slanting, uh, their defensive line, and we were able to make some adjustments. And, um, you know, Has- uh, Haskins and-, and Charbonnet, you know, they both had a great day, and we were able to uh, to fix those issues and run the ball. So, you know, 295 yards rushing and, and, and finding, the, finding the end zone, that's a great way to go into this Penn State game in a, you know, a team where, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm going to let you run the show. But, I mean, this Penn State team – you saw them against Iowa. You can't make mistakes against this, against this team. And they've got a great defense. And I think the turning, the thing that's really going to be important is, you know, both these teams have great defenses. But are the offenses going to be able to, you know, time possession and, and find the end zone, but not give up the ball in turnover and penalties in those critical moments? That's going to be really important. You know what I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you and you know what let's let's talk about Penn State here in just a moment. Uh, we'll do that on the other side. Uh, remember, if you are looking for your company to reach an upscale male audience, well, your company's ad could be read right here, right now, with Mike Martin on the other end. There, I mean, that's that's pretty cool, right? 
Uh, so if you want to find out how do you increase your business, email me at ihole, I-H-O-L-E, at usatoday.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, I do want to remind people, I haven't tweeted it out this week. I've been a terrible fundraiser. But uh, I changed things up from the original plan that I started out last week with the uh, real men wear pink. I've been wearing pink every single day. I've one wore pink every single day this month. Uh, got a lot of really uh, – a lot of people donated it at the uh, tail end of last week. But Mike and I have a deal here. If you donate $50 – You'll be part of a drawing. Whoever I pick out of a hat at the end of the month, we'll do it on video or something, I'm sure, something cool. You get to go to lunch with uh, with me, which is whatever, and, and also, though, with former team captain, former Wolverine, former Tennessee Titan, Philadelphia Eagles star dude, Mike Martin. So keep those donations coming. You can find the link. Oh, on- we're going to have a great time, too. We're going to have a blast. So don't miss out. <laughs> yeah. So again, the link you can find it on uh, find it on uh, my Twitter or my Instagram. Uh, if you donate five hundred dollars, we will take you to lunch. That's not even a contest. That's just like if you do that, then guess what? We're taking you to lunch. Uh, so that's just a reminder there. Appreciate the people who have donated. Let's look at Penn State. Like you mentioned, you can't make a lot of mistakes against Penn State. Their defense right now is number three in the country. You see guys like. Yetor Gross, Gross Matos, really good up front. Micah Parsons is really coming into his own in year number two at the, from the linebacker position. How do you feel about Michigan's offense going up against a Penn State defense like this right now? Yeah, so, you know, if you would have asked me that a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't have had very much um, faith at all in our ability to operate the offense, but – this, again, I, I saw what I needed to see in this Illinois game because they were tested, they, they responded. Illinois is a good, a good team. That, that defense is good, and they were doing some things that were giving us issues, but we were able to make adjustments, and, and it, you know, it was a really good game in my mind for Gaddis as well to learn what his team can do. Can they, can they make these adjustments and respond and, and be able to be successful? So, you know, that's really given me a lot of um, – a lot of faith for this game and, and Penn state, you know, like you said, um, you know, the defense is, you know, they're second nationally in scoring defense, allowing under 10 points per game. I think about 8.2 points per game, but for, you know, against Iowa, Penn state, they, you know, Iowa played really played them really tough. They, they only gave up two sacks. They only had one penalty the entire day, but they put the ball on the ground twice and that turned into points for Penn state. So they were able to capitalize on that. So for us, you know, in this Illinois game, we gave up seven penalties. We put the ball on the ground three times, lost it twice. That can't happen. So if we don't do that and our defense is able to continue this streak of, you know, we've got we're at 12 sacks and 25 tackles for loss in the past two games, going to Happy Valley with that kind of play defensively, it's going to give the offense a chance to do what they got to do and, and, 
and play with some confidence because they know the defense is going to um, give them, you know, be there and, and have their back. I think one of the things that's interesting too is that, uh, and th- th- this is this is going to be such a a big like like you mentioned, the fumbles continue to be an issue. Uh, talking to some people about it that are close to the Michigan side of things, that's they continue to say that that's like the number one issue. But they they got the run game going, which they kind of felt was number two. Uh, that I, I know a lot of people want to point the finger at Shea Patterson, but they look at the, looked at the run game as being an issue. Hassan Haskins, I mean, I, everyone here listening to this, if this isn't you're like your first time listening to the show, I, I I feel like I've mentioned Hassan Haskins. This is like the 239th episode, I think, of Lockdown Wolverines. I've been mentioned. I've probably mentioned him in 200 episodes. Like, I've I've been waiting for this guy to break out, but the problem was, is they put him on the other side of the ball. We finally got to see him, you know, play on offense, and you know what? He plays like a linebacker at running back. And this is exactly why I told people, hey, stop, stop, like really, you know, saying that Zach Charbonnet is your best running back. You don't know that yet. It was he's a true freshman. It, it yeah he had the look of it the first the first two games, but sometimes it takes guys a, a little while to break out. I mean I remember one of your teammates, Jordan Kovacs. What was it? It was like game five, uh, the year that he finally got inserted. That before he started to come on, and he was a walk on. Like it takes guys time sometimes to to break out. That's why it's like. You know, people probably weren't saying at the beginning of the season that Cam McGrone was your best linebacker, but guess what? Right now, Cam McGrone look has the look of your best linebacker. You know, it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It it takes time sometimes. So, with that in mind, like you mentioned, the Penn State Iowa game, other side of the ball, Michigan's defense they've looked a lot better since that Wisconsin game. I think the maybe something that kind of shows you a little something is so Penn State has allowed 10 sacks over the course of the year so far. They've played 6 games. They were I think only allowing like one or I think one maybe two a game at that point, right? Iowa is not a team that really gets much pressure up front and somehow they managed to get 3 sacks on Penn State. How did when you think of that if you you know assuming Quiddy Pay comes back, which I I think he probably will. Uh it, you know, assuming you're at full strength there in the in the front seven, it, you know when I when I say full strength, you know as full strength as you're going to get. Josh Ross is likely not coming back, but mm-hmm. th- does that make you feel like maybe, just maybe, like Penn State just hasn't seen a, a group that is nearly as ferocious up front, or do you think that uh, I don't I don't I'll let you kind of just run with that. But what do you think? Do you think? Michigan stands a really good chance here, or is this going to be a redo of 2017? Yeah, so, you know, I watched that game, and Penn State, their offensive line, and I've even read things like this, that this is what they believe in their program, is that their offensive line is, if if you had to say what their weakness was, their offensive line would be that weakness. So that's what we have to highlight and be able to take advantage of, um, you know, Robert Windsor from Iowa was able to have a real good day having two and a half tackles for loss. And like you said, they gave him three sacks and they're not the, you know, they're not pastoral specialists there in Iowa city. So we are going to have to be dialed in and be able to put pressure on Sean Clifford because 
<clears throat> that guy, he makes the he makes the bus go. And being able to find, you know, KJ Hamler and then they got, you know, Noah Kane's doing real well rushing the football. So if we can stop the run and be able to make Sean Clifford have to make plays <clears throat> with his arm and then be able to put pressure on him. That's going to be the recipe for success. I really, truly believe it. And, um, you know, to go back to your point about guys hitting their stride and kind of it clicking, I mean, that's how it goes in college because in college you don't have preseason games. You don't have practices against opponent, opponent teams. The, the, the games that you play against, you know, the central, you know, I, I'm not going to call teams out, but the, you know, the earlier games in the season before you get in the league play are when you are kind of your, your quote unquote preseason games, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. Which you gotta you gotta work out the kinks then, because in the NFL you when you hit game one everyone's dialed in and ready to go you know who your guys are but that's in college that happens time and time again where guys they really start to find their identity as players and you see them take off right about this time of the season that week six week seven week eight and you really know who your guys that you can go to and I think that Michigan's starting to find that out and it's really exciting because it's not you know. Quiddy didn't play last week. Now we're going to hopefully get him back, but you got other guys stepping up, making plays. Michael Dornford had a good game. You know, there's guys that are making plays. So that's what's got to happen here again in Happy Valley. See, what I think about Quiddy coming back in particular, it's uh, I think about what Don Brown said when we had him last week, and he said that he is the best. Uh, the best he has ever seen at being in the sense that he cannot get fooled by any kind of option type play. Uh, any kind of spread-oriented option type attack, he is able to diagnose exactly what's going to happen, and so I I want to see that right. Like I want to see I like I want that's where Michigan really kind of faltered in 2017 was losing contain. Now my question for you at this point is not just that, but the the shallow crossing routes continue to be how every team seems to want to attack Michigan. Michigan has implemented zone. It's funny. I'm still hearing people saying until we run a zone offense or zone defense, guess what? They've been running it all year, but teams are still doing it. Like the whole point in my eyes, and I'm not a aficionado. I know. I feel like I know a lot, but I don't know as much as someone that's, you know, played the game on defense particularly, but I feel like the the thing is with something like that, a lot of times the team is going to complete stuff. It's just about keeping it in front of you and keeping it from damaging it. You the way that, you know, Ohio state did. What have you seen in their ability to kind of s- slow things down in the, the the shallow passing game? And uh, do you feel confident or do you feel leery? Like, how do you feel? Like, say say we come into this game and you see uh, Sean Clifford and KJ Hamler looking just to try to get the ball out quick. Like, what do you think? How do you how do you think that Michigan is able to handle that? Yeah. So I, I you know a few weeks ago. Um, I saw some really good wrinkles that Don Brown sprinkled in, and this shows the the confidence that he has in his team to be able to for us to execute on this. But um, doing, you know, when you play man coverage, you got guys playing on islands. You got guys not having their ball, their eyes on the ball on the quarterback. They they got their eye they're covering their guy, and when that happens, you know, you can run guys out of of space because they're they're covering that guy. They're not playing a zone. They're playing a man. So. That, that can leave you vulnerable. You can't protect all areas of the football field at all times. There's always going to be a weakness in any kind of <clears throat> any kind of defense, zone or man. But with that said, you know, with the man coverage, there were some times where Don would have a safety, you know, if a safety rolled up and 
the the he would have the defensive tackle take the number two, you know, um, receiver. So that's you know when you're counting from outside in, you got it's usually the running back to the to the field or whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. and have that defensive lineman drop out of rushing and into coverage essentially, freeing up a backer, and the backer could take a crossing route, for example. And I know we're on a podcast, people aren't visually able to see this, but the point is that. There, he has things in his in his arsenal to be able to give a different look, do things that are going to confuse uh, guys like Sean Clifford, and just be able to mix it up coverage wise. That is going to be really important. I mean, it's a chess match when when you're talking that. That's and and Don Brown, I mean, the guy he's he's a master at that kind of stuff. So I feel confident that we'll be able to to find some solutions to those quick passing um, routes. And I know that that's what they're prepping for and expecting that this Saturday. All right, up next, let's uh, let's get to the picks. And uh, you ready for for the lightning round here in a moment? Let's rock it! All right. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, you know what that music means. That means it is time for us to do the picks. We are here to do the Vegas style over-unders. Mike, I'll ask you just as we do every week, I'll ask you, uh, what's your pick? And then if you want to explain it, feel free. If you don't, all good. Uh, so let's start out with, uh, your pick against the spread. I mean, I'm sure this will tell you everything you need to know about where Mike's going with this, but your pick against the spread right now, Penn state is favored by nine. Mike, what you got? Michigan, Penn state. I've got, yeah, the score. Well, not the not the score, but who who you know, does does Michigan cover the spread? Penn State cover the spread? What do you think? Michigan. All right. You know what? I am also going Michigan, but that does not mean yet. Remember, you got to wait till the end till you hear your score predictions from either of us. That does not mean we are picking Michigan to win yet. Your pick for the over under it is set at forty seven. You think this is going to be a high scoring one, or do you think this one's going to go under the forty seven? I am going to stay under. You know what? I think I am as well. I feel like uh, we kind of saw that Penn State. They've had a couple games, you know, 17-12 against uh, Iowa, 17-10 against Pitt. Michigan beat Iowa head-to-head, so, you know, maybe they're better. I think Michigan's probably better than Pitt. Over, under Michigan. Yeah, and I'm, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, these defenses – you know, it's, it's going to be a really exciting game to watch for the defense side of the ball. I mean, you know, a lot people like to see point score, but a great football game to watch to me is sacks, TFLs, you know, just uh, just a blow up, just teams trading blows defensively. I, it's, I think it's going to be that kind of game. I do too. Uh, with that in mind, we're going Michigan offense these next two over under Michigan passing yards. I don't think these numbers changed at the last I had looked from last week, but it's still set at uh, 238.6. They hit the under last week. Mike, do you think uh, – what do you think here? Do you think they hit the over? I'm going to say under on the passing. I'm going to go over 
even though they went under last week, I think Penn State defensively, they're obviously they're strong in the front, but they aren't as strong uh, downfield. I think this is the game that Michigan finally really gets Nico and Donovan and Tariq, and obviously Roddy Bell's already been pretty well included, but I think this is the week that we finally really kind of see that come together. I'm going over there. Uh, over under Michigan rushing yards, uh, 128.4. That seemed uh that seemed like it was impossible even last week, but they they got way over last week. Mike, what do you think? I think the, I say over because um, there's going to be emphasis on running the ball. That's going to be the most important part of this game because it's going to take pressure off the shade. It's going to allow us to have our time of possession, um, you know, extend drives, and then that's going to open up the passing game for for Donovan and, and for, for Ronnie and the whole crew. So that's, I think I'd say over on that. I hope you're right. I'm going to pick over against my better judgment. Penn state has what the number again, like number four rush defense. I did. I don't, I'm spitballing. I know it's a top like five rush defense in the country. They don't, they've given up a lot of yards once. And that was to Buffalo. And since then, aside from that game, they've given up next to nothing on the ground. If Michigan goes under, I'll, I'll say this. If Michigan goes under, they will lose the game. Michigan cannot go under the 128.4. I'm picking the over. Uh, over under Penn State passing yards. That one is set at 305.6. Mike, what do you think? Under. Yeah. I. It's Aside from that Ohio State game last year, Michigan's pass, uh, pass defense tends to be a lot better than that. So I'm also going under. Over under on Penn State rushing yards, 194. Also a high number. Mike, what do you think? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over on that. Um, I think that they're gonna find some opportunities. I don't think it's gonna be you know, they they're really good at explosive plays. They that's the thing that Penn State is good at, so maybe they gash us a couple times. But I think throughout the course of the game, um, we're gonna be able to bottle them up and give our pass rush is a chance to uh, really harass the quarterback. I'm going to actually go under on the, on this one as well. I think uh, not saying that's going to be like way under, but I think they'll hold them to maybe like 150, 160. I, I you know, Josh, uh, Josh Uche was uh, complaining about uh, all of us complaining that they weren't able to stop the run. They, they really want to stop the run right now. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, this is one that I keep on. I set this myself, but I keep on asking it every single week. Uh, over under Michigan QB rushing attempts. I set it at six. Mike, do you think that they're going to actually, I don't know, do that read option thing where the quarterback keeps the ball this time? I think so. I think that say they have, you know, they got confidence in him being able to read that correctly. I think that that's something that, has gotten better every single week. There were a couple opportunities last week that I thought he could have done it. Um, I think there were two or three that I believe that he could have done it, but I, I, I'm going to say over on that. Uh, I'm going to go over as well. I, I'm hoping and thinking that this could be a situation like the Wisconsin game last year where suddenly the read option is like the key to the offensive success. I think they need it. I've been saying it pretty much every episode for the last three weeks. I think they need that to happen. Again, I think that that's what happens this week. Over under Michigan turnover margin. Again, this is a number I set. I set it at 
uh, losing 0.5, minus 0.05. Mike, do you think uh, who who wins the turnover margin? Does does Michigan lose it? Penn State win it, or vice versa? Michigan's going to win it. I, I this is a huge emphasis. I know that they're really, you know, this is going to be the the turning point in the game. If, if they can take care of the ball and then cause them, I think we're going to do a good job of finding one or two. Um, you know, turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, but then offensively taking care of it. I am going to go under. I'm going to give them being at least negative one in the turnover margin. Until I see it against a good team, I can't believe it. I want to say that they'll do exactly what you said, but I haven't seen it yet against any of the good teams that they've faced. I actually, I guess Iowa, they were positive, but they still turned the ball over quite a few times. Pence, I, I just I, I, I want to see it before I believe it in, in this giant game. All right, so that is those picks. Mike, what uh, what do you think is going to happen in the game? Give me give me your idea and your final score prediction. So, like I said, um, I, you know, if, the thing you do as a coach and as a player is you watch tape, and they watched that Iowa game. They saw what they were able to do to Penn State and find getting getting pressure and the thing that really just killed Iowa even though they played a you know they kept they didn't let them find the end zone a lot but they gave up the ball in critical times that turned into points for them and you know they only had one penalty so that wasn't a big deal but you know they had had a couple sacks so the thing is this turnover thing and I think if they can control that they can play it defensively like they have been and allow Shade in the offense to to find their stride and have create long drives. It's going to be it's going to work out in their favor. Now I called. I said it was going to be under. It wasn't going to be a high scoring game. So I've got Michigan twenty eight, Penn State seventeen. Wow, bold prediction. I think not. Maybe not. Hopefully not. But considering how everyone else is picking this game, uh, I don't I'm think a bold guy. I don't think a lot of people are picking Michigan, and I've been picking Michigan in every game. I picked Michigan against Wisconsin. You know, we both did. Michigan's been really bad at covering and everything, but here's the thing. Michigan has been really inconsistent. I have no idea what to expect in this game at all. Like, I, it, you could tell me any of the four possible outcomes could happen. You know, Michigan blowout win. Michigan, you know, loses in a blowout. Close win either way. I, I, I would not be surprised at all. Like, does the defense look like it did against Wisconsin or does it look like it did against Iowa? I wouldn't be surprised if it looked like either. The offense, the only thing I know about the offense is that it's inconsistent. I, I want to see it all come together, but I haven't seen it yet. So because of that, I, like, I'm not really giving you like what I think will happen because I have no idea. But because all of that said, <laughs> I, I, I'm picking Penn State to win the game as of right now. And I don't remember what I told. I've already, I've written down the score once, but I'll give, I'll, I said Michigan with the points, but say Penn state 24, Michigan 17. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I'm going with here. So that's fair. My friend, you got your hey, And look, this, this is the thing. Like these teams have been delivering blows to each other. The home team has won every time. And I know, that they're going in the Happy Valley saying, look, we've got to win a road game against 
a big, you know, a ranked team. And the last time we played them, they embarrassed us. So that along with getting back guys like Quiddy and, and the, and then the team starting to find their identity, I think hopefully is going to be a recipe for a really good performance on Saturday. So we'll see. Certainly hope so. That's the other big thing. The road factor, they need to come out big. They need to come out fast. Really. That's the big key. They got to be, you know, come out fast and all that, but all right, that is all the time we've got. We're overtime actually. Uh, so for the Lockdown Wolverines podcast and Mike Martin, I am Isaiah Hole, USA Today Sports Media Group's Wolverines Wire. You can find Mike on Twitter at GoMikeMartin. Find me at Isaiah Hole. Uh, follow the podcast at On Wolverines. Follow Wolverines Wire at Wolverines Wire. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Himalaya, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, or online at wolverineswire.usatoday.com, where we post our daily podcasts every single day to go along with the rest of your Michigan football and basketball coverage. Tons of basketball coverage up right now because of Big Ten Media, or not Big Ten, but Basketball Media Days. This is Lockdown Wolverines, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.